This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays, our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan, on Tuesdays. Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show. Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner. And on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot the Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland dash sport dash fan. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the law firm of Davis & Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Welcome to Davis and Davis. The lawyers that don't know nothing about nothing. We just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a long week. It was a long week. How how are you doing, Brother Burke? I am okay. Um, I actually got a little uh, early Christmas shopping done and, and bought a small five cubic foot stand up freezer. It's just a little tiny thing, and uh, you know, because we got for because our the fridge that we have there's a very small opening in the in the cabinetry for the refrigerator. The freezer is just way too small for three people living here, so I just got a little stand up deep freeze freezer and got it in the basement. And now we can turkey sitting in there right now. As a matter of fact, just waiting for uh, tea day. I just don't have room. Good looking, uh, good looking mug you got there. <laughs> Isn't that a gorgeous little brewmate there? <laughs> it, it took me a little while. They they actually indented the can. I don't know. Yes, if you yeah, can. you get the yeah. I have the indents on mine too. So yeah, you get the uh, nice little holder. Wh- what I realized was when I first started to try to drink with it, I tried to drink without my fingers on the indent, and this can is so freaking big. <laughs> <laughs> Your fingers get tired after a while. I was like, oh, so that's why they put those indents in there. Um, yeah. He's going to hold off on the review for a little while on that. But uh... hmm. yes, my other brewmate should be here next week. Nice. Which means then I can go through a week with both of them. I can tell you which one's better than the other. Um. I do love the fact, I, I know that we talked about this on, on the air the last time that we were doing a show. Uh, I, I, I do love the brewmate so far, but oh, good. I can't say anything. I mean, 
it's absolutely perfect for the 25 ounce cans, which for me here in Texas are readily available. <laughs> I believe you are required by law to uh, at least drink one of those a month, if I'm not mistaken. I, I do believe they, they actually have a roadie law here in Texas. So if it is roadie sized, you can't get a DUI. <laughs> now, don't take my word on that because we are not real lawyers but we do play one on tv but we've definitely played lawyers before <laughs> uh, so what are you uh what what are you consuming tonight my friend uh, uh well after last week now, how was last week oh last week was the day after the podcast was hell just a living hell it's the worst hangover i've had in a long ass time i'm sticking to beer i still have some of my great lakes I'm throwing a little bit of lime juice in there just because I want a little bit of citrus in there. And we have a nice little pint glass. R2-D2. I love, love that. Well, I uh, did not make it to the store to get my my favorite beer. or So I am stuck with the, uh, the Bud Ice 25-ounce cans. Uh. I'm not disappointed in that, but consumed a few of those in my day. Won't lie. Oh, it might have been a little bat's ice that I did a, a, a fair share of those. I must say, the brewmate keeps it cold. So, yes, that is what I'm up to today. And that kind of leads us into to the first uh the first segment, which I didn't tell Burke about until what about three hours ago? About that, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking at this long list. Of going, There's no way we're getting through all this stuff, man. But anyway, we're gonna we're gonna try. It's we're gonna not make that it long. When we get into the films, it's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we usually know. We usually record for three hours, and I get about <laughs> I get about an hour and a half to to two hours out of that. Um, the rest of the shit. I have to cut <laughs> to All right, protect so, the innocent. And uh, <laughs> so I've been having a bad day with my microphone today. Uh, it broke my, my shock mount broke today. So if you start hearing some binging and banging, it's just because my microphone keeps falling apart. Am I That's loud like, enough for you to my, hear? My mic on this thing is held up with black duct tape. Just so you know, cause if it, I, I do if like duct that. tape can't fix it. It's broke. I do like that. <laughs> Anyways, so we were going to um, uh, discuss today with our, our listeners one of the most important things here at Davis and Davis, which is alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. I'm cheers. I, I am uh, officially going to make a rule at this point in time to where any time somebody says the name of an alcohol, alcohol itself, or beer or wine, you have to drink. Oh, this is going to be like the, the Bob... The high Bob game, isn't it? Here we go. So the the Black Ape 
that I, I kind of picked was what are the drinks that, that Burke and myself enjoy? What, what do we like in our personal lives? Or it works. It's it's almost it's almost easier to say what don't we like to drink. Well, then I kind of sat back and I went, you know, I think we just need to rate what we think are the best. I wouldn't consider my list to be the best. I would consider it the stuff that I enjoy most or that I consume most. Consume. Imbibe. So, uh, with that, I think we need to start with uh with our with our little beer list here. Well, you mentioned uh alcohol. Take a drink. Hmm. <laughs> I really should should have made that rule, <laughs> shit or fuck, because, <laughs> because it, that doesn't come out until like later on in the show but then it starts to flow really (laughs) Alrighty, so you the first one is the uh so we're here on beer beer is you just mentioned alcohol Mm. the tangy bubbly yellow stuff yes uh, the hops and barley inspired uh, beverage. Yes, it, it, it's uh, it is my favorite thing to drink. I, I will admit that. Um, I have a fixation lately with an IPA, a specific IPA. The it is, it is called thing. the Big Little Thing IPA by no, Sierra Nevada. And Sierra Nevada has been around for quite a long time. Now, now, here, watch this as this can moves into position. There you go. There's all the stats for you. <laughs> 9%. Original <laughs> gravity was 19 degrees. <laughs> Um, that's a powerful little can of beer there. That that, that is oh, uh, uh, uh. Ah. it is a powerfully hoppy full can of joy, uh, <laughs> and here in Texas, I I know things are different in Ohio than they are here in Texas. Here in Texas, a six pack of the Big Little Thing IPA runs you about $8.49. That's for a six pack. That's really not that bad for an IPA. Not at all. Nope. Uh, An IPA that is at 9% ABV. (laughs) Um, So yes, that, that is a that is my favorite hoppy brewed loveliness <laughs> in my life. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Cause that's what I'm drinking at the moment. Um, I would probably say I enjoy the shandies. Like if they're, uh, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Cause they, they make some, um, 
grapefruit and lemon shandies that are, you know, a little sweet, but a little tart and just, you know, great for the, for summertime drinking. I enjoy those. My, I guess my other favorite would have to be Guinness. Oh, and I mentioned, oh, wait, I mentioned a brand name. Yeah. There you go. All right. I only bought six 25 ounces, so watch, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Just take a little sip. All right. So on to uh, the stuff that you crush grapes and let that ferment. Oh, and, and I actually have a local. Well, it, they're no longer local. They, they used to be local here in Grapevine, Texas. Uh, they have recently um, packed up and moved to, I think it's New Mexico is where they're they're at now. Anyways, they they had they had a wine. You did that, uh, yeah. that they had a product that they called Peachy Keen. Ooh, and this is what got me hooked on on Savino's winery. Um, it, it was incredibly sweet, but it was, it was a great, uh, vino. <laughs> this is going to be hard. This, this sucks, man. <laughs> um, it's going to be a great, it's a great vino for, for people that don't drink wine a lot. Um, now what that, that, that geez how did i do uh, mm. the little sips dude you're gonna have to take little fucking sips because you know <laughs> now i am not i i did not pick uh their their uh peachy keen as 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 your favorite my favorite actually my favorite with them is a Pinot Noir. I, I'm I'm really uh, I like Pinot Noirs quite a bit. Uh, anybody, anybody that that is into into drinking the vino. Wait, I said drinking. No, that doesn't count. Okay, good. Anybody that's into drinking wine. About now you said it. can go to their website savino uh, i think it's savino winery arizona savinowineryaz.com um and they do deliver uh oh, nice. their pinot noir is to die for i it's you you get a great you get a great full body flavor to it, but it's got this, this taste of almost plums. Um, it, it is the weirdest It is the weirdest vino that I've ever drank. <laughs> uh, that, that, but, but yet you, you just end up sitting there after like, after, after two or three bottles, you're sitting there going, yeah. Yeah, I could drink this 
crap all day long. You remember the Beaujolais that you had the other day? That was oh, yeah. really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this, I think would would knock your socks off. Nice. Uh, so that is so. So we come uh, back to to me. Um, one of Brother my Burke. one of my favorite, and this is a red also, uh, is Cote Rhone. Ooh, from the Rhone region of France. It, it, it's it. When I tasted it, 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 that to me was when I was young. I imagined what red grapey delectables tasted like. That that was the image that, or the I don't know, not an image, but that's the taste that I imagined when I was younger that that stuff should taste like. And you know, yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's very good stuff. It's a little hard to find, but well worth it if you can find it. Gotta let it breathe before you drink it it's going to be a little tannin before you get into it but uh yeah that's well, that's, that's kind of like like apothic red or a, really almost any red that that is out there you, yeah. you need to let it breathe for about yeah. an hour if you don't let it breathe you're just you're just gonna be tasting all of that tannin and it it kind of makes your mouth curdle <laughs> um all right so what the next one, next one on your list is a, uh, uh, yeah, God, how do you explain that stuff? It's brown, and it is uh, for, uh, not for it's not it's fermented. a boiled it's, mash. Yes, and then it is uh, distilled. Yeah, dis- favorite That's, brown it's a distilled. distilled mash. Yes, uh, I I don't even need to to say much about this i i'll just there there it is very nice yeah uh, now you, you don't even have to say the name i i've i have had that i like that a lot um in my favorite is also i have to take a drink bourbon uh okay so so mine is the is the bullet bourbon and uh they I, oh bourbon again Oh no, it's the name. You you can continue. <laughs> the um they they have several different different kinds. One of my favorites is the 10 year bullet bourbon. Uh it is ultra smooth. Um it mixes well. And and yes, I do mix. I do mix my bourbon. I I I'm about half and half. I, half the time I'll drink it depending on the bourbon. Half the time I'll drink it straight. Oh shit, drink. <laughs> uh, if it's a really good one, I'll probably drink it straight. If it's good but not fabulous, I will probably mix that one. Like um, I was just the other way uh, last week. It was Jim Beam Devil's Cut, which that's a really great mixer and and cheap i mean for what it is it was i think it was less than 20 bucks for a fifth but really mixes really well yeah you know so yeah the last time i bought the the bullet was <laughs> it was it was what 20 27 i think for the bottle yeah um which is not bad no um i mean if, if i was going to choose my kind of go-to one it would probably be knob creek oh i do like knob creek yeah yeah so that's, I guess that would be my go-to on the, 
that particular uh, drink. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so now we're coming up on on this on this white liquor based. Ah, yes. Shit, I said liquor. Yes, you did. I can see that. Have did you? you oh, wait, wait. Did you ever? Because I was talking about this a couple uh, episodes ago. Did you ever try the deep eddy grapefruit? Yes. What'd you think? Fabulous. Yes. My friend Kathy likes it as well. Excellent. Uh, Our friend Kathy, or your friend Kathy. My friend Kathy. Okay. You don't from high school. Okay. Um, all right. So what we're looking at here is the absolute Mandarin which is phenomenally great because it doesn't have the word of the of what it is i don't have to drink yet <laughs> but the, the absolute mandarin what i love to I, i'm a huge fan of screwdrivers oh. but i'm also a big fan of uh vodka cranberry you said it which I can't remember what they call that. Uh, sea breeze, I believe, or uh, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I think it is a sea breeze. Um, anyways, cranberry juice with the absolute mandarin. That'd be good. good absolutely. Right there. I, reminds me of a drink that I used to, to get all the time called a madras. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. Which Carl was the one that got me hooked on madrasses. <laughs> that uh, the that wasn't the thing he shook. That was something completely no, different. No, no, yeah. no, no. But it was it, I, I. I would keep drinking the the white stuff with with cranberry juice. Yeah. And one day I'm over at his house and he's like, "Well, well, here," and he poured some orange juice in it as well. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, that's that's madras." Oh, okay. This doesn't so, suck. <laughs> so then, so then the rest of that night, we, we ate sushi, and Jenny, Carl, and myself got extremely hammered off of about four <laughs> bottles of of absolute and and, and the other mixers to make that yeah. drink. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was good stuff, man. It was good stuff. All right, what what's your favorite? Uh, white i'm i'm gonna have to go with um uh the original oh god i can't even say that no yeah i'm uh, gonna have to say it gin oh yeah um and my two go-to brands there's this one called boodles which is a very london dry style and that to me it's got a lot of the juniper that's that's a martini that you make martinis with that one um and then i actually found a japanese brand of all things called roku um and oh i have a roku and not that roku the other Roku. <laughs> but uh it's more of the aromatic kind of like aviation is yeah um and it's just good for mixing and stuff like that although i if i'm mixing my drinks like i i usually go cheap and and get whatever's what is that stuff? Uh, Amps, New Amsterdam is is like if I'm, if I'm going to a party and I'm mixing it with a ton of other crap, I'll get that because it's cheap for huge bottles. And... and and I I can understand the cheap side. I I just uh 
Uh, like I'm, if you're mixing it, don't spend the money. If you're if you're just exactly. If, yeah, if you're tasting just the Un- unless you're pure product on something like absolute Mandarin. <laughs> Hello, my pretty boy. Are you gonna walk on the keyboard again today? Hello. Hello. Can you see me? I'm right here. Yes, you can. All right, now go away. All right. The next one. The, oh. Wait. It is the multi cocktail. So mixed drink. This is a mixed cocktail that uh and you've uh, already killed off the madras, so uh what's gonna be your uh your go to then? Ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of Captain Morgan's goes a long way. Smirnoff, Leo, syrup, triple sack. Jesus. Oh, guess what? Guess what I chose? This is, wait. Oh, that's a specifically Captain Long Island. Correct. Which is funny because mine is just a Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good um, with generic. <laughs> well, I, th- I wasn't that, that was what we always drank at uh, Mr. Cooler parties. Uh, that the armadillo. We yeah. were always doing Long Island iced teas there. Yeah, or uh, Samantha's, which is now Frank's place. Yes. All right. So on the last one, what is your shot of preference? Um. I'm gonna have to go kamikaze on that one. Okay, I, I, I seriously, I seriously thought about kamikaze. Uh, they're smooth, because, they're tasty, you know. Well, there's yeah. that, but but Kathy Janesco Sipe used to invite us over every December seventh. Now that was more of a. a, a, a Sue Davis. Was Sue it? Stout. Yeah. She was the one that I think held the part, the uh, yeah December 7th parties. I always thought that it was Kathy Janesco, but that, that could be. That could very well be. Uh, my shot of choice was the, there you go, the Flaming Lemon Drop <laughs> Cocktail. That's right. Um, Would you like an umbrella with that? Gary Green, <laughs> once again, at the Armor Dildo. It would hook you up with free drinks, and that was one that he liked to make. I'm assuming. And this was the one that he made the most. It, and <laughs> it was Absolute Vodka. The brand name doesn't count. I said vodka, though. Absolute Vodka. It's vodka. Galliano and 151 151 you put the slice of lemon on top of the shot after everything is filled in you you pour sugar on top of the lemon you pour 151 over the lemon you light the 151 you proceed to wait until the 151 burns out 
you take the lemon off. Ladies and gentlemen, please remember this. When you drink this drink, this this concoction of love, <laughs> drink where the lemon was. Because <laughs> that will be the cool part of the shot glass. Because the rest of that shot glass will burn the shit out of your lips. <laughs> This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays, our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan on Tuesdays, Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show, Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner, and on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot the Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland dash sport dash fan. Uh, yes, that is my favorite shot of all time to do. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's better than a kamikaze or not. It, it's definitely more in in more there's more to it um have you ever had a flaming dr pepper i can no i have never had a flaming dr pepper all right i i have all right people i i i'm sorry i have to look this up now <laughs> um, what the heck is in that one because I, I don't remember exactly what what's in it because you know, fire and drunk people. There's nothing that can go wrong there. Oh, <laughs> uh, there, there was there was a bar out here in um, Irving, Texas, and it used to be called the 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 Firehouse. And I knew the owner. I was actually good friends with the owner, and he. Uh, he, he he this was his drink of choice um oh, that doesn't yeah here you go are you ready yeah there are ingredients fill a pint glass halfway with beer okay no shit yeah sorry add amaretto to the shot glass and top it with rum rum Set the rum on fire. Rum. Hmm. Drop the shot into the beer. Beer. Chug. <laughs> you missed the whole part where it says carefully. <laughs> well, it Set it on fire well, actually carefully it says very it carefully <laughs> um yeah i i don't know i i don't know where i started to do this shot a lot but i know that at the firehouse it it was pretty rampant and the the, the scary thing is that when you do this you will seriously think that you were drinking Dr. Pepper. <laughs> now, I can see that, yeah. 
Now, the bad part about this this concoction is that you will be three sheets to the wind in two, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> if that. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I actually, so that would be my honorable mention, I guess. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. All right. We made it through that. Yay. Um, <laughs> I went through an entire 25 ounce beer just in I, I, I'm, uh, I still got a bit left. I, I've, I've got things I got to do tomorrow, so I'm not going to get obliterated like last week. So uh, the next section that we're going to talk well, about this evening. Well, before we go there, we're going to take a little break, ladies and gentlemen. We shall return momentarily. 25 ounces in a 12-ounce <laughs> bladder does not work. All right. We'll see you on the other side. I was tasked with watching a specific movie that my brother talked about oh, yeah. called Bubba Hotep. Yeah. Now, I screwed up. I watched it. Uh, in my drunken haze, I thought he said it was a comedy. And so I'm watching this movie, waiting to laugh for an hour and a half. And I never laugh. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And so we talked a little bit. He's like, no, it's just an indie film. It's just, you know, it's cool. It's, you know, it's, it's a cult classic. And I go, okay, that I can accept. I need to watch it again without the preconception of it being hilarious because it wasn't, but it was, it had some moments. But um, Ozzy Davis. Yeah. We talked about Ozzy playing, last week. Yeah. Is playing JFK. The, the funny thing is, I believe him more as JFK than I did Bruce Campbell being Elvis. Like at the end of the film, I'm like that could be real shit. There. <laughs> I got a bag of sand up there. <laughs> they, but <laughs> JFK was was white. They dyed I me see. this color. <laughs> Come on. Somebody, I don't know how somebody you could in, say, somebody in Washington's just gonna turn off the switch and I'm gone. <laughs> I don't know how you can say they dyed me this color. That, that this movie was not funny. I it, okay, it was not I it did not laugh out loud. I smirked a few times. I love the fact the that the mummy he, sucks souls out of people's asses. Any orifice, any big orifice will do. Um <laughs> no, it was the, the where <laughs> Elvis likened <laughs> the scarab to the size of a peanut butter and banana sandwich, which if you had known nothing about Elvis makes no sense whatsoever. I'm giggling at that one. There's <laughs> a size of a peanut butter and banana sandwich. <laughs> Come on. My, my favorite part though is the klepto the klepto lady in in the retirement home oh that was keeps taking everyone's stuff you stupid cockroach <laughs> i got you now cockroach <laughs> i okay so essentially what we have figured out is that burke does not have a sense of humor because this movie is funny this movie is hilarious to you I enjoyed it. Uh, there were parts that I, that I smiled at and get, you know, 
we just got different senses of humor, apparently. And like I said, I'll watch it again. I, th- I don't know. I thought it was a comedy. And I would not call that movie a comedy. It had some dark humor to it. It had some humor to it. But, you know. Okay, I, I will admit, I am into dark humor. I'm into dry humor. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I watch British comedies, okay? that does that say anything does that explain it to y'all i like dry humor this entire movie is so absurd you have to laugh you have to laugh at it um so in the end you, you said it wasn't a bad movie no i liked it and i'm gonna watch it again it was because I want to watch it again and then yeah with a with a different set of eyes I I know that w- when we talked about it before you asked is this like the fifth installment to the army of darkness um no not in any way shape or form it is not Bruce Campbell I I okay spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert Bruce Campbell in this plays the same character well not the same he plays the character like he plays the character in burn notice mm. uh the 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 thing is is that it's like i said it's absurd it's it's written to be so outlandish that you're like sitting there going this can't be real but by the end of the film you're sitting there going well, that could have totally happened. <laughs> now, I got a couple of questions. Like, they set up the nurse, like, in the first part of the movie, and then she, like, fell off the face of the planet, and he never saw her again. I was like, why did we build her up to do something, and then she just disappeared? Then there was the whole bit about the electrical house and the, the weird orderly going, oh, I wouldn't worry about that. There's nothing going on in there. And, the, and then they never went in the fucking thing, and that dropped off the face of the earth so i you know there are a couple of you know setups that just didn't pay off for me that kind of pissed me off a little bit but i think that i think that a lot of those those setups uh hit the editing room floor um i i can see that and i i guess i kind of felt that also like there's probably some other stuff went going on and we were just ah film's too fucking long we got cut it the whole generator room or generator building scene that they have, I, there has to be more to it than that. Uh, it, it just kind of, I mean, because the, the mummy, when you're looking through the mummy's eyes at the nurse, I, it, there's just got to be more to it. I yeah. almost am wondering if the nurse got knocked off by the mummy but all of that got look at that but all of that got uh got Sent basically to the edited floor. out yeah um we're gonna go with that we're gonna go with that hypothesis it yeah not every movie's perfect cat what, what do you want well it wants to be loved no, it doesn't. This cat's a dick. I want to be loved by you. 
which if you've ever listened so, to Lords of Acid, they have a much better version of that song. <laughs> so I think I think you need to sit back and watch this film again. Yes. I will I will watch it again. I, there were many things I appreciated about it. Um, cat, get uh, yeah. Um, the, the, and all the all the conspiracy theories that I've, I've read about Elvis and everything. This one, the, it just seems so like plausible that you know i kind of dug that aspect of it it was like yeah that shit could happen you know and but yeah and then you, and then you throw in a fucking mummy oh fucking hey man this cat's just not leaving the mummy, me the fuck alone the mummy writing hieroglyphs yeah in the he's taking a shit. Yeah. while he's taking a shit this boy's shitting people's souls um okay with that uh we're 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 delving right into to Black Sea. I I told Burke we, we should yeah. really be, because of the whole Bubba Ho Tap uh, mix up and stuff. I was like, well, you know, maybe we need to do cult classics because there's a whole bunch of them. Oh yeah. Uh, so we we sat down and we wrote out our list. And then like an hour before the show, Burke writes me, he's like, well, we, we've got to have runner ups or, yeah. uh, well, you said, oh, let's do our top five. And I'm like, that should work. And then I start delving into it. I'm like, oh, there's no fucking way I'm doing five. Uh, <laughs> and I, I was, even if we were sitting here tonight, I was like, shit, I didn't even think about that one. And I'm like, oh, whatever. No, <laughs> I was up to 10, like immediately. Oh, oh yeah. Easily, easily. Uh, so I, I, I guess I guess the fair way to do this is to uh, name off the honorable mentions first. Okay. Would you like to to start on that, or shall I? You can start. Uh, let me bring up my screen here, and I'll. I'll preface mine going, I think my runner-ups are because they are a little more mainstream. Um, you know, like, yes, they're called classics, but like everyone's seen them kind of thing, you know? Uh, he, here we go. I am starting. Okay, we, we're going to do our honorable mentions first, people, and then we'll get into our, yeah, our top five. We'll blow through these pretty quick. So. Um my first honorable mention on the list is a movie called gross point blank excellent movie good choice uh you've got a i have to scroll down here mini driver mm -hmm. john cusack uh almost any movie with john or joan cusack in it really could be considered a uh a cult classic, no matter uh, what it, it is. Uh, one of my honorable mentions is Better Off Dead with John Cusack. Love that movie. Um, so yes, this is this is a, a a movie about John Cusack being an assassin uh, and going to his high school, his ten year high school reunion, and, and unfortunately getting a job, killing off his crush's dad <laughs> which makes her an awkward date okay what's your what's your next honorable mention uh my next honorable mention is doo, doo, doo. 
Oh, John Hughes. Yeah, absolutely. John Hughes, 16 Candles, Long Duck Dong. Dong. Uh, <laughs> Watanabe. I can't read Ken Watanabe. Is that? Yeah, I love that guy. Uh, Get it, Getty Watanabe. Getty Sorry. Watanabe. Yes. Who also um, pops up in UHF, which could have been on my list also. Just, just absolute yeah. ball busting, funny as hell movie. Yeah. Um, what did uh, look on the tomato meter? It's an eighty four percent. Nice. That's Very that's nice. nice. That's nice. Next up. <sighs> Oh no! I think I, I just did. You get rid of them all. Here you go. I guess I'll have to do this manually. Oh dear God! This is definitely a cult classic. Um, mixed nuts. It is called Mixed Nuts. It stars Steve Martin. I actually had this on my on my other list. And I yes, don't. yes, you did. Uh, and, and, and honestly, I've never seen it. And it's a Madeline Kahn movie that I've never seen, which is kind of surprising. I will yes. have to look that one up. Uh, apparently, it's not going to open for us. Yeah, so. well, shit happens. Um, next up on my uh, on my list is Weird Science. More John Hughes, absolutely. Although that's the TV series we're looking at, but yes, I get it. Is that the TV series? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I guess it is. Yep. Um. So, and finally, another, another Anthony Michael Hall. Oh fuck yeah! Gotta love that movie. Last but not least is Real Genius, starring, starring Val Kilmer. Yes. Uh, where is my cast here? William Atherton. Such a great bad guy. This man I, has no dick. Oh yeah, <laughs> freaking hilarious though. Um, John Grease, I, I love him too, man. Well, John Grease through through the whole movie, just just coming out of the closet. Every, yes, I, I, freaking brilliant, Laszlo. Laszlo, um, it's just it's a it's a great cult movie. Oh, and then uh, the ending song was uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, which is a great, great Tears song. Tears for Fears, yes. which, which, ladies and gentlemen, I will be at the concert at Blossom Music Center. It is the opening concert for Blossom Music Center next oh, year. Nice. Tears for Fears with Garbage. That's going to be a good show. That's going to be a good show. I will be there. Y'all be there. Um. I may actually even call my buddy who used to run the place and see if we can do a podcast there earlier in the day. Um, I believe I may be able to get tickets through work um, for Blossom also. and They have the good parking and all sorts of fun shit. Get on it because they start selling tickets tomorrow. Oh, shit. All right. So. All right. We Quick got, list of we got my honorable. Yep. Okay. And uh, like I said, uh, better off dead. John Cusack. That was and, and any of that was almost a trilogy of movies with better off dead. One crazy summer, and I can't remember the, the third one. 
but uh, they all seem to kind of take place in the same universe. Yeah. The cat, you cannot have my beer. Uh, uh, yes. Yes, he can. Okay. So in, in no particular order here, um, Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Oh, I didn't even, I totally forgot about Spinal Tap. Yeah, see, yeah, it was tougher than you thought, huh? You know, this one goes to 11. I mean, how many times do you quote that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, clerks. Oh, um, Kevin. Oh, come on. What's his name? Kevin. Uh... Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith directed it. I, uh, and as a side note, I got to see a night with Kevin Smith at EJ Thomas. If And you can watch a ton of that shit on YouTube. Well worth the watch anytime. I actually have the DVD of night. Well, no, he's done so many of them, but I mean, he talks about anything the audience wants to talk about. A bunch of audience members line up, get in front of a microphone, ask him a question. He'll either have a quick answer or he'll have a long ass story. Cat, I swear to fucking God, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> um, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Because, you know, I say lines from that constantly. And my last honorable mention is Pulp Fiction. Damn. Uh, okay. And this was not an easy like list to put together because there's it, the, I, I was thinking of three more while we were just fucking sitting here. And yeah, it was just, it was rough. So anyway, what is your number five called classic movie oh let's see here you see a boat i see a boat number five spring break um yeah look at look at that score on the tomato meter hell yeah boy well the, yeah, of course the audience is double the tomato but it's only at 41 percent for the audience score um that's that's I, a good cult that's I, a good yeah that's a good metric for a cult classic i i must i must say this um almost every person that was in this movie is a Quit nobody <laughs> Uh, none of them were good actors, which made it even, even more, even more exciting to watch. <laughs> um, it is ultimately one of the biggest sexist movies you will ever find in, in the world. Um, it is all about women in bikinis, but it was written in the in the early 1980s. Yeah, we were, we Rated were right R there, but we were coming around at that point in time. <laughs> and it is all about a group of gentlemen who go to Fort Lauderdale to party it up. I I I have to tell you this one piece of. Uh, of trivia that, okay. that comes from this movie. The city of Fort Lauderdale <laughs> does not allow spring break any longer. Because of this movie? Because of this movie. <laughs> that That is in the annals of history at that point. 
Because this movie came out, and lo and behold, Spring Break in Fort Lauderdale became the biggest thing in Florida. (laughs) And they finally said, we've had enough. (laughs) So this is number five on on my list of cult classics. Nice. This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays, our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan on Tuesdays, Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show, Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner, and on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot, the Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland dash sport dash fan. I guess we're up to you now. Okay. And there it is up on the screen. Flash Gordon, 1980. 83% on the tomato meter. Oh, damn. That's pretty... That's pretty impressive there. Uh, soundtrack by Queen. Yes. Uh, Brian Blessed, uh, if you've ever watched uh, Black Adder series, he was in that. I, just, I love him. Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow honestly does a phenomenal job. You're going to knock that shit off. Yes, I put a beer bottle up on a thing. The cat's going to knock it off because that's what cats do. Yeah, Max von Sydow actually did a brilliant performance in that movie. Um, Timothy Dalton, that was the first time I ever seen him before he became Bond. I kind of liked him in that. Um, uh, shit, can't remember his name. Riff Raff is in this movie from Rocky Horror. Yes, he plays Timothy Dalton's sidekick there. Um, all right, so uh, and I, one little bit of trivia apparently, and Brian Blessed, the big, you know, boisterous guy and everything, um, got knighted by the Queen of England. And apparently the Queen of England loves this film and shows it to uh, little kids in her family at the holidays because she absolutely loves that film. And it had Brian do the the one line from the movie that he was famous for or that she liked. Anyway. So anyway. Well, I have another piece of trivia for Ooh. you. Do you happen to know where this movie was filmed? I want to say it was filmed in England, Pinewood Studios, perhaps. It was filmed in Dallas, Texas. Mm. Oh, shit. Did not know that. And the uh, the ceremony room that that they they filmed in was actually part of the parkland medical city oh no shit <laughs> it was one of their uh one of their buildings that was uh uh an extension of the dallas market market hall very nice um what's really interesting about this is that i actually lit a band called lakeside mm-hmm in that space nice very nice and had no idea until halfway through the show 
but where you that were was where flash gordon was filmed and then i started <laughs> looking around and i was like oh my god that's all the curved columns and <laughs> no this is all real <laughs> that's excellent all right uh so we are back to back to me now um no which is not that one Hang no on. you are not back to you you're back to me i'm uh, doing my number four Oh, yes, we're doing your number four. Because you said we were doing my number four next. Your number four. Big Trouble in Little China. 74% on the tomato meter. Audience score is much higher. And I will say I would have to go with the audience score on this. Oh, absolutely. It's, It's stupid and goofy, and yet there is so much good fighting, good comedy, uh, I mean, look at the cast, you know, Kim Cattrall, you know, Kurt Russell, you can barely go wrong. And he, I guess he had to work out quite a bit for that movie. Um, oh, what's the, oh yeah. James Hong. Love that guy. James Hong was good, but Dennis Dunn was probably my favorite in the well, show. That role was actually offered to Jackie Chan first, just because of who Jackie Chan was, but it was early in his career. He was not known in the States and his English wasn't that great. So they went with Dennis, but yeah, I love Dennis in that movie. Yeah. I was, uh, this movie, man, I'm surprised that I didn't have it on my list, but (laughs) I have to say, if you ever get the opportunity to see this flick, it is extremely worth it. It was very entertaining made 1986 the movie is non-stop action it, you finally have kurt russell playing a character that um where he's kind of kind of a little bit off in in the brain he's just having fun i i, I guess he had the flu when he was filming a lot of that too so he was just he probably didn't give a flying fuck you know i i think there's uh I, I think there's only one other movie of his that I could sit back and say that he had a lot, that much fun in making, and that would be Captain Ron, yep. which should be on my cult classic list. Or Overboard. Overboard was good, too. That's Yeah. Yeah. Overboard yeah. was good. Alrighty. So now we're on to your number four pick which is right here and and that is a funny thing is when we when he sent me his list i was like yep had except for spring break all of those were big contenders for my list too so that's uh my my wait a minute my you're doing mad max and not the road warrior (laughs) hey hang on (laughs) <laughs> or you just take well you can't take the trilogy the third one's just a musical yeah yeah sorry i have to go with the original okay no fair enough um, man because this is what started it off uh they they kept all of the same characters through the, uh, this is what makes this a cult classic is that there were five movies made after this all based on this flick. I can't remember number 
five. What are you talking about? Well, we have. I remember four. We have Mad Max. Max. We have Mad Max. Road Warrior. Road Warrior. We have Mad Max Thunderdome. Right. Then we had. What was the one after Thunderdome? I don't think there was one. All I remember is Fury Road. Then Fury Road. So there. Okay. So four. four. And, 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 and reading stuff about that original Mad Max is fucking great. Um, the semi at the very end of the film that hits the motorcycle rider. Oh God! Yes. The 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 they the guy driving the semi. It was his truck, and he didn't want to damage the truck, and so they got this huge plywood piece and then back then the trucks were very square in the front anyway painted it to look like the front of the truck so that the truck wouldn't take any damage and it's like if you're watching it real close you can see that but you know it's just good stuff um they used to pay people that flats a, a, a case of beers are called a flat they would pay people a flat of beer to to use their car or to use their front yard or whatever you know it was like they were paying people in beer to, to shoot on their property you know <laughs> It, it it was just at the time i think this came out in 1979 i believe so um at the time there was nothing written like this nothing nothing people saw it and and they were like holy crap i mean, now i will have to say this i had a big time making the decision between mad max and blade runner yeah um i had to go with mad max because of the fact that there were four other movies after that that just kept kept the storyline going and back well we're not going to talk about that loosely (laughs) all right we're gonna move on to uh Scott's number three. Yes. What is your number number three? What is your number three pick? Probably the best off comedy that you will ever, ever, ever get to watch. Rotten Tomato Meter has it at 80% audience score of a 93. It is office space. That's because the people watching the movies have actually worked in an office. That's why. Office space starring Ron Livingston, Jennifer Aniston. Diedrich Bader from uh, the Drew Carey show. Oh, and also uh, the American housewife. Okay. Gary Cole. Uh, God, everything I see him in, he, he's another one of those chameleon actors. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to come in on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Stephen Root. Stephen Root. Stephen yeah. Root steals the show. It, wasn't he on Saturday Night Live initially? Who? Stephen Root? Yeah. Oh God, I don't, I don't remember. And then you got a bunch of these guys also with the same group going into Dodgeball, which is another great, another great cult move. I don't know. That was a pretty mainstream movie, but yeah. That's a. a, a I have to go back to Stephen Root here. <laughs> Stephen Root and his performance in this movie forced Swingline to come out with a red stapler. 
I, I owned the, I, I went online and bought that red stapler from Screenwire. Uh, you can actually go onto their website and read the whole story about this. They made a burgundy stapler. They never made a red stapler <laughs> until Office movie. came out. Yep. My 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 red swing. I'm 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 gonna burn the building down. Excuse me. I, I believe you. My stapler. <laughs> I'm, 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 I used to use the bus switch, but I uh, switched to the swing line. Yeah, I just uh, did not uh, did not uh, do the staplers quite as well as the bus switch did. So yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I I haven't been paid in in over a month. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna have to ask you to move down into the basement <laughs> and the storage locker. See, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. <laughs> what? Let, let let me uh bring it up here. What is next on your list? Oh God, this is one of those totally messed up. This is Brazil, uh, by uh, look at that Gilliam score. Yeah, it's and it's weird because the audience likes it less than the tomato meter. It's it's the it's kind of the original dystopian movie uh kind of got cyber not cyberpunk but uh steampunk kind of in there it's a it's a great film it's set in europe uh and and like instead of and it's set in the future but like their computer keyboard is a old school manual typewriter that has been converted over to you know electric keystrokes their their screens that they're looking at are these tiny four inch screens but then they have this huge magnifying glass in front of it so they can see what they're looking at it's just great and it's you know you got monty python behind it uh you got katherine Hellmond in this movie um it, it it if you've never seen it it is worth at least one watch don't expect a happy ending out of this bad boy. You ain't going to get it. <laughs> and that's another reason I like this movie. It is a tragedy and it sticks to its guns. Um, but then Bob Hoskins and then Robert De Niro pops up out of fucking nowhere. It was this great character. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a great, great film. Michael Palin's in it as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's like the the bureaucracy of office space times ten in this movie. Okay, okay. Jim Jim Broadbent from Soap. Yes, which I love that. Uh, Jim Broadbent. Uh, if you've ever watched any of the uh, Harry Potter movies, um, he's in the Harry Potter. Terry Gilliam is a writer and director who is just fabulous. Um, oh, that's yeah. right, J uh, Jim Broadbent plays one of the uh one of the professors mm -hmm. uh peter vaughn's in it oh yeah no oh, there's some there's some big names in this thing and you're like you know even ian holm you know um from the uh, fifth element wow yep all right i might have to watch that i've never seen it but then again, you are kind of telling me that it it doesn't have a good happy ending. So no, but uh, it's it and then the music is excellent and blah 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 blah. 
So I guess anyway. that, uh, uh, no, we, we need your next one. Yes, we do. Um, my number two pick and God, this was, this was tough, uh, is going to be hackers. 19, what? 80, 95. Yeah. We had to have computers back then. Yep. Uh, Angelina Jolie's first major starring role in a movie kick ass soundtrack. I think I actually own the soundtrack somewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I can't say enough good about this movie. Um, and granted, when they're doing when they're talking computer stuff, they're talking about you know fourteen four hundred twenty eight four modems. You know there was no you know it was all dial up. It was all you know, but uh, yeah, just just some great great stuff in there. It's the visuals are fantastic. Uh, you got Penn Gillette of Penn and Teller is in this. Um, Wait, it had 32 on the what was the audience score on that one? It had 32 it on Rotten to yeah, Pendulette, yeah. It was 32 and 68. Yeah, yeah. Now the audience is scoring it a heck of a lot higher than the tomato oh, yeah. meter. Oh yeah. Um but you know, there's been a couple of these cult classics that you you just sit back and and take it with a grain of salt um they're they're never going to like it yeah, the uh, uh the the gal there lorraine Bracco. Oh, fisher stevens oh yeah yeah i love him <laughs> um there's a small cameo by dave stewart of the arrhythmics in there he's one of the british hackers at the end of the movie oh oh and then uh oh wait a minute go up the uh the, the guy who plays shaggy uh yeah matthew lillard or lillard lillard yes he's always a good time he's hilarious in that one and what's the premise of the movie um the young kid uh, who used to be a hacker when he was like eight gets busted uh eventually ends up in new york and kind of gets involved with some others and then they get yeah it's it's hard to hard to explain, but fun watch. The music makes it, the action makes it, the visuals make it. It's just it's a good all around film. Well, right. Um, I think that takes it to Scott's number two. Yes, seventy nine percent, seventy nine percent. It is interesting. It is the Bubba Hotep, which we have talked about. Which we have talked about. Uh, any any little detail we missed about that? I, I don't think so. I mean, we we okay. basically have said the 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 true facts. I I, I think uh, the cast the cast in the show is is extremely oh, good. The fucking hearse drivers they did crack me up a little bit. I won't well, that, lie. that was Daniel Robach. Yeah, and uh, he's great. Uh, he's been in a lot of other stuff that where he's just he's he is absolutely brilliant um he's got that that whole the 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 minute they dropped the body in the bushes it was like <laughs> oh my gosh uh and, and you know there's a there's a hearse driver out there was like yep been there done that 
uh, Larry Pinnell as Kimasabi. Um, asshole. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, we, we've already talked about Ozzy Davis. He's, he's just, yeah, he's phenomenal. He, I would have to agree with you. He was probably the better actor than Bruce Campbell. Well, you made you kind of believe it more. I mean, it's tough selling the fact that you're an old black man and you're Jack Kennedy, and he sold it for me. I, I won't lie. I, I think I think uh, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he was old when he did this movie. Yeah. Yes. And Bruce Campbell was not. Yeah. Bruce uh, Campbell should do that movie today. <laughs> if Bruce can, I, I honestly, you're right. If if Bruce Campbell could do this movie again right now. I think it would be phenomenal. Now, Ella Joyce was the nurse that we talked about earlier, where yes. when we were talking about the the generator room and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, and I'll I'll go with you on that. I I I I'm going to firmly believe there was a lot left on the cutting room floor that it would be interesting to see for sure. So, uh, Don Coscarelli produced this and directed it. And I, I kind of am a big fan of his as far as the independent movies go. He, 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 with this film, I, I, I think we we're both right on the fact that this film had a lot. It's only an hour and a half long. Yeah, there which, is a lot. Definitely makes me think there's a lot of stuff that they, for whatever reason, cut out. I don't know why, you know, but yeah. But if you're a fan of Elvis and you really want him to still be alive, watch this movie. Watch this movie and then move to Nacogdoches. <laughs> All right, Burke. We are already at your number one. Oh, what God. is your number one? I there was there was it was a tough one, uh, but I chose the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Never seen it. I have. Okay. There's just it, it's so ridiculous. It's so stylized, and 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 let's go. Yeah, check out this cast: Peter Weller, yep, John Lithgow, Ellen Barkin. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum being the Jeff Goldblum that he, 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 he they just said, go be Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> just be Jeff Goldblum. Christopher Lloyd. Um, yeah. And all these side characters were somebody, you know, you're like uh, and Clancy Brown, who I absolutely love. And that's the voice of Mr. Krabs. Um, you know, you know, Vincent uh, Schiavelli, who was also in better off dead and just, he's kind of a creepy Vincent dude, but Schiavelli funny is yeah. freaking the best. He, yes. Uh, off character that oh, you God, could yeah. ever find. Uh, Yakov Smirnoff. I, I totally forgot he was in that movie. Jonathan Banks. Um, now, Jonathan Banks. Um, he, okay. I, Breaking Bad, I've correct? always loved Jonathan Banks. He plays a great bad character. Uh, and f for those of you who don't know him, look him up. 
you will have seen a movie or something that he has been in. He yep. generally is a bad guy. Um, but he's, he's phenomenally good. Now, now the whole, the whole point to, to the buckaroo buns is there uh, a point? I'm not quite sure, but <laughs> I don't think any of us can actually explain what the point was to that movie. I mean, there's so, like an alien invasion was kind of the overall thing. Um, it was funny because there was originally an alien invasion um, <laughs> and they covered it up with Orson Welles uh, radio broadcast. Oh, which is just brilliant to kind of pull that in there and it's just but yeah god it's yeah it's stylized it's just you know and peter weller does a great job um jeff goldblum just you know he's always a win for me so but uh, jeff goldblum especially in buckaroo bonsai he he is he is, is just jeff that, goldblumiest <laughs> uh, yeah uh, well i mean uh, come on think about it when 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 he did Jurassic Park, he played Jurassic Park. Uh, he played his character as Jeff Goldblum. No, no, I he, no, I, I'm going to disagree a little bit on that. I would say Jeff Goldblum played Jeff Goldblum in Thor Ragnarok. Okay, because <laughs> he was just fucking out there. <laughs> He would just he would say a line and just not finish it and stare off in the distance as if everyone understood what he was going to say. That was his whole line was silence as he stared off in the distance. It was great. I I I I think Jeff Goldblum has acted as Jeff Goldblum in like the past ten flicks that he's done. And God bless him. The Fly, Jurassic Park. And then, and then uh, the the slightest bit of trivia in there. They 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 had some bit about watermelons, and they were going to talk about dropping watermelons into to places that that had no food. Blah blah blah. They actually put it in the movie specifically to see if the execs were actually watching the dailies. If the execs didn't mention the watermelons, they knew they weren't watching the dailies, and they could do whatever the hell they wanted to. So. All right, we're on to my number one. And I, I, I could have had this on there. Yeah, it's good shit, man. Tim Curry, Barry Bostwick, Susan Sarandon, Richard O'Brien in the show that Richard O'Brien wrote as a stage show for London initially that then became a movie. It is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, probably my favorite cult classic. The movie that I have seen 472 times now. But did uh, you ever dress up as Frankenfurter? I played Frankfurter at the Cedar Lee Cinema in Cleveland Heights. Thank you very much, folks. I uh, played Frankenfurter... Uh, and I cannot remember the name of the theater, but uh, Cuyahoga Falls, where they used to play it every midnight. Ah, good old Caucasian Falls. Yes. Uh, the premise of this movie, there is no premise. No. 
It, it is just a whacked out piece of sci-fi that you don't realize is sci-fi until the end. <laughs> yeah. Meatloaf, bless his uh, soul. You, this was actually written in, I, I think this was written in 1975. Um, I don't even know. When, when did they... 1975 is when the movie was made. So oh, this Jesus. was probably written 1970. Yep. Uh, 70, 72, somewhere in there. Yeah, off-Broadway in London. Um, I think they took it off-Broadway in the States before it became a movie. Um, and they... And, and Meatloaf, I believe, originated his role in the London cast. He was just coming off of doing... Uh, the movie Hair, and no, wait a minute, I'm getting this a little screwed up. No, he was replacing one of the guys on the Off Broadway cast, and the the guy that he was replacing is like, yeah, the 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 one line is so fast you can't you can't get all the words in. Don't worry about it. And Meatloaf's like, I can do it, and and he could. He was just that good of a, a singer, and and you know, yeah. Uh. This is this is where I kind of fell in love with Tim Curry. Tim Curry is always a win. Yeah, uh I actually watched a video of him the other day on YouTube and it's a, a recent one and he's kind of confined to a wheelchair now and Ooh. can't talk well. It's it's almost like watching Val Kilmer. <laughs> I, I understand age catch ups age catches up to all of us yes, yes. Uh, and we will at some point in time I'll be in a wheelchair I know that you'll have a, a V6 engine attached to it but yeah yeah absolutely it'll say Morgan <laughs> and be made out of wood <laughs> <laughs> uh hillary farr is she related to the jamie farr i do not know and i didn't even realize that they gave her a bit in there she was like in the very beginning of the movie wasn't she she was um i think she was part of the uh the wedding in the beginning yes Well, let's find out. Nothing on IMDb. This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays. Our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan on Tuesdays. Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show. Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner. And on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot, the Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland dash sport dash fan. The president of Hilly Fires Design Office is located in New York and Toronto. That's the only trivia about her. 
I don't know. Where was she born? If it was Toledo. No, it was Toronto, uh, Ontario, Canada. Probably not. It is her maiden name. Far is her maiden name. She is from Canada. So not related to Janie. So I do not believe that she is. Uh, yeah. Uh, Far married Canadian TV producer Gordon Farr in 1982. They had one son. They divorced in 2008. And she used to be on LeBow. No, she was a LeBow originally. She used to be on the. Um, what was that show on on HGTV? Uh, it's right there. Hold on. Uh, love it or list it. That is it. I did not realize she was in Rocky Horror. <laughs> she wasn't like there for what fifteen twenty seconds. Holy cow! <laughs> So there you go. That was my number one. And that was a good one. Uh, you you were concerned that we were not going to get through this list, and it literally only took us about an hour. Yeah, well, you know, we were on a we had a schedule. We had a we had a outline. We had a structure. I'm gonna have to make a block D the next. <laughs> or... What's our next block? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, favorite toilet seats. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't get too far into it with you, though, because you're you're not drinking tonight. Not heavily, no. Because I, I, I broke Still you. Still recuperating from last week. Jesus. I broke you last week. Yeah. Well, that, bourbon will do that to you. Oh, bourbon. <laughs> Uh, so yeah uh good flicks on that list excellent ones now we've got to figure out what do we want to talk about next week oh i do not know what, what, what oh um i leave for las vegas on friday okay going to the uh ldi conference which is live dimensions something something yeah. doo economics it, it there used to be a publication that came out called lighting dimensions uh and they changed their name to live design so it's now Live Design International. That's what it is. Live Design International. Um, one of the big trade shows in my line of work. Uh, I'm actually surprised that they're having the show this year uh, because of all the restrictions in Las Vegas. But I said, screw it. I got my vaccination. I'm going to go and try to make some money. But at the same time, I'm going to be taking a whole bunch of video. Nice. So we will most likely next week be discussing the new items that are coming out for the professional theater world. 
this is kind of like an unboxing video almost, wouldn't it? Yes. And this will be one that I will post on the YouTube channel so that people can actually see what you're looking at. The video of the stuff that, that we're looking at. Um, now, for those of you that don't know, Burke was... Burke and I went to college together for for theater. Uh, my design or my degree was lighting design and technology and uh, BFA in in lighting design and technology. I don't know what Burke's was. I think his was partying. Yeah, but, pretty much, and uh, blown off classes, and uh, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, then I ran out of money, and that was it. <laughs> Burke is is the whole reason that that I didn't. I didn't join a fraternity. You didn't have to. <laughs> I was all signed up to be a Fiji. I was uh, because the Fijis partied a lot in Africa. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, plus, they had purple, so I was all excited about that. And then Burke looked at me and said, "No, we we don't do." Yeah, we, <laughs> we don't do that here. We don't do that stuff here in Gazetta <laughs> Hall. I think we took a poll and asked every, I think there was one person that was in a sorority or a fraternity, and that was it. Oh, man, wasn't it? Karen, was it? a little blonde girl. Uh, oh, God, I can't remember her name. Or, I think she was in music. Was she in music? I think so. Karen. That may not be your name. I'm just, well, yeah. It, it, here's the thing. There, there was a Karen that lived with, with a, um, oh, come on. My brain is not working today. Janisco <laughs> or somebody else? No. Uh, Kelly. Ripas. Kelly Ripas. Karen, I can't remember Karen's last name. She wasn't blonde though. Well, she was kind of a blondish red, uh, extremely curly. But it would not surprise me if Karen was in a sorority because she was just kind of that type of girl. She had that personality. I'm sure she enjoyed herself and they enjoyed her. Um, Karen was fabulous. I loved her. I can't for oh, yeah. the life of me remember her name. Yeah. Uh, but on like the first or second show that Burke and I did together, we were looking at pictures from college and she was actually in one of the photos. And you said, that's Karen. I was like, oh, well, I remember asking you in one of the shows, hey, wh who was who is Kelly Ray Paz's roommate? You're like, I don't know. I don't know. And then we I, saw the picture of Juno and the Paycock, and you were like, oh, that's Karen. And I went, you fuck. Well, I didn't know that she was her. I never saw them together. I didn't know they were roommates. I knew Karen. I knew Kelly. I did not know they were roommates. My bad. Uh, I, uh, God, I can't remember her name now. I, and honestly, I wouldn't remember because all, all you and I did was play Euchre. Smoke and, and drink, drink and, and smoke, yeah. and then drink euchre and, and smoke. Play and and smoke. Did a show every now and then. Then we drink. 
after the show. During the show. Smoked during the show. We didn't drink during the show. Oh, you didn't. I did. But I was up in the light booth, so I was able oh, to. Oh, yeah. You get yeah, you little hidden places. Now, Kathy used to get pissed at me when I was sit up in the booth and drink but wonder why <laughs> we we were doing godspell at in colby hall oh this was one of the student productions so really? yeah uh and kathy was the lighting designer i was brought in to run the light board <laughs> and i'm there and i've got my cooler and i've got my beer and i'm absolutely so i'm sitting there drinking my ass off like halfway through the show and and she comes she comes into the booth and all i hear is what the fuck are you doing (laughs) what are you talking about this is doing lights and drinking a beer this is the easiest freaking show i've ever (laughs) freaking had to run I, just, I loved Kathy. I do. I, I, I still say, love Kathy. Yes, we we love Kathy to this day. Um, Kathy now now works prestigiously at at Butler University. Good for her. Good for her. She was not like a Burke and I. Uh, Butler wouldn't hire us. No. No. <laughs> it's almost one of those instances where i would never work for a place that would hire me (laughs) um yes (laughs) which is why you have your own design studio yes uh there are pros to working for yourself hey you can't get fired uh, tell your boss to fuck off anytime you want. <laughs> did 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 I send you uh, the the picture of the the t shirts that I wanted to have made up? No, <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up bigger shows than yours. <laughs> That's almost like the uh, t shirts that the bomb squad wears. If I'm running, you should run too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a couple of pictures in here. Uh, like, can you see that one? I fucked up bigger shows than yours. Yeah, I see that one. Oh wait, no, no. Let me, uh, let me switch. Doom. Do you see that picture? I believe that's Helen Keller and a dog. No, that's Helen Keller and her cat. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh. um, let's see here. I, I know I have I know I have more good ones here. <laughs> uh yeah, this one's one of my favorites. Oh God. Share screen and we do. (laughs) 
when someone tells you it can't be done, it's more a reflection of their limitations, not yours. <sighs> that is so true, though, isn't it? It, one of my favorite ones is I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, there's this one. My pride and joy. <laughs> um, I have to find, I have to find the, uh, my Ben Franklin. Oh dear God. Oh, okay. So, so this is something that I can actually talk about. Ben Franklin is one of the founders of America. He True. was one of the people that signed the Declaration of Independence. True. The, the thing about uh, Ben Franklin is that he was kind of an asshole. Um, he was a man who didn't have very many fucks to give, I think, which <laughs> kind of made him an asshole. And he was a pretty smart guy for his time. And the people around him were people of the land, you know, morons. So, yeah. <laughs> what a great way to put it. <laughs> fucking morons. Um. Well, I am I am going to show you this quote because it's one of my now now he 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 actually had a quote that said something about how God is not against alcohol because he made beer um which was a great quote I was like oh my god this guy is full of it Ben Franklin <laughs> Uh, but all the way through, I guess my life, um, I've been a huge Ben Franklin fan. Worst people to look up to. Uh, and one of his quotes that, that I actually put on one of my Davis Lane design shirts on the back of was, uh, we are all born ignorant, but one must work hard to remain stupid. <laughs> okay. Now you have to admit it is what? It's what? 2021 right now. All right. And a quote 1875. Yeah. <laughs> is still yeah, as pertinent. Yeah as it was then oh yeah oh yeah now ben franklin um how, how do you uh okay okay here's how we're gonna do this <laughs> so your assignment for next week oh dear god Yes. To watch a show called 1776. You mean like the musical? Yes, sir. Okay. Oh my gosh, we're going to review a musical. Oh, dear God. Have you ever seen the um, 
the television version of it, the the movie version? No, uh, I've never I've never seen the show. Period. The the guy that plays John Adams uh, was on. Not saying elsewhere was it? What it was one of those doctor shows. English guy from one of those doctor shows. Um. Oh, I don't know if we want to do seventeen seventy six. We got to figure <laughs> out what we need to do. William Daniels, that the guy you're talking about, he was on. That's Chicago him. Hope. Yeah. It it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant musical. It's hilarious. Um, but you can really learn a lot. I, now, now there's some stuff that's skewed in there, but you yeah, can yeah. learn a lot about how our country actually started from, from the show. Um, and it also teaches you a lot about how politics works. Well, how politics started, you mean? Yes. I think the biggest takeaway that I ever got from 1776 was the fact that none of the forefathers that we had wanted a congressman to be a job. Yeah. It's, it's funny how like, and I forget the quote exactly, but George Washington actually had this big, you know, one paragraph about you should watch out for when, you know, Congress and all this stuff starts taking over and stuff. And you should never let this happen. And this, and it's exactly what's happening today. And you're like, Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks it, me it, us. It's a, it's very interesting to watch the, the purpose of us separating from the British realm was because of the fact that we were getting taxed to the point of where it hurt people. And, and uh, well, amazingly, we're in that same boat right now, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the whole point in America was to get away from that. A congressman, a senator, none of that was ever supposed to be a job. The, 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 the presidency had term limits. You know, it's a politician was never supposed to be a job. The educators in America made politicians a job. Um, and I, you know, just watch the show. Watch the show. <laughs> we'll probably discuss it next week. I don't know what else we'll. I don't know what else we'll discuss yet. Um, so we're not gonna we're not gonna do the uh, lighting show next week. Oh shit! That's right. We're doing the lighting show. Never mind. Um, I apparently didn't say vodka enough tonight. No oh, shit! I have nothing in my glass. I apologize. There's a drop. Ah. <laughs> but hey. Um, Check on the tickets for Tears for Fears. Yes. Check on the... I should have you check on the tickets for the other show, the Bare Naked Lady show. Their farewell tour show. 
Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> I've seen well, two Kiss, farewell tours for the Who. <laughs> no, Kiss is on like their 14th farewell tour. Yeah. <laughs> Time's a ticking. Anyways. What was, wait, wait, wait. What was the other one? Uh, what was the concert I'm looking at? Oh, for? Tears for Fears. Uh, there we go. Find a, yeah, you said that you, you were going to check and see if you could get. Yeah, one of our, one of the, one of the uh, companies that we deal with at work it might be like Time Warner or something like that. And they've got like seats down front and the good well, here, parking and here's all that the deal. Check. If you can get them and they're not $250 a piece, let me know because I'll take two tickets. On that note, is there anything else you would like to discuss before I hang this thing up? I am good. Thank you very much, sir. Tell everyone in the house I said hi. You also, sir. Um, one of these days, we're going to have to get Sam and your other daughter on. Well, closer to Thanksgiving, the other daughter will be home for the holidays, so possibly. Well, she could also do it on Zoom. Uh, uh, true. I don't know. Uh, she does go to school and work, so I don't know her schedule exactly, but that is a possibility. We'll figure it all out. We'll okay. figure it all out. And, and uh, she's done many shows also, so we could talk about shows she's done, if you so choose, because they were both in the theater programs in high school. So, Well, like I said, next week we will be going over the um, lighting show in Las Vegas. Well, it's not just lighting. It's it's lighting, staging, multimedia. Audio. It's everything, uh, which is what makes it kind of cool. Um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely take a take a delve into what direction the entertainment world is going right now. Um, cool. It. I will also have a big insight on how the entertainment industry is building back up in las vegas um i don't know if it's building up i don't know what's happening there um from what i've heard uh they just don't care anymore so there you go Alrighty. all right man i will catch you later have a good night you too